Everybody still okay? Listen, I'm not really that long-winded, so I'm not going to keep you long, and you don't have to shout. It'll be okay. Come on. How many are happy today? Come on, yes. We, you know, God is just doing great things. This church is, is growing, and, and we're very excited what God's doing, and a lot of things are changing and happening, and we're seeing people, uh, so many people come to find Jesus, and, and that's really the goal. Um, and so we're seeing people win over things. Today, I want to talk to you about fear. I want to talk to you just for a couple minutes about fear. It's not going to take very long, but I want to win over fear. Everybody in here has probably at one time or another been afraid of something, you know, um, something, you know, whether it's uh, just fear of falling or fear of this or fear of that. You know, uh, they call if you're afraid to do some things, you put that off. That's called procrastination. And there are people that have groups called procrastinators. If we could have a t-shirt for them we'd say procrastinators you unite tomorrow but they put things off so we're afraid to face things everybody has fears one author wrote all of us are born with instinctive fears fear of falling fear of the dark fear of lobsters i just made that up you should be you know you probably don't aren't afraid of lobsters but uh the fear of the words i how about this dad's christmas eve some assembly required I remember many Christmas Eves till two or three in the morning putting some little dollhouse together or a wagon or something. But some of us are just af- afraid of rejection, of failing, of, of just not fitting in or, or of nobody liking us. And we've all had those. They said number one failure for most people is public speaking. Just don't put me out in front of somebody. I don't want to, oh, don't, you know, I hate that. Hey, do you have anything to say? No, don't, I don't want to say anything. I just want to be in the background. But anyway... God is not surprised by our fears. God said 366 times, 366 times in the Bible, fear not. That's one for every day of the year plus leap year. If you think about that, if God's going to say something that many times, maybe we should just pay attention. He wants us not to live in fear. So I love this scripture here, Joshua 1.9, one of my favorite scriptures. I, you know, anytime I've had any kind of surgery or anything, I love this. I'll quote this one. This is a New Living Translation. This is my command. Be strong, be courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So whatever you're going through, God is with you. And he says, he's commanding. This is my command. This is not my suggestion. This is not why well, I, I just wish you would do this. This is my command. God is saying, you don't have to be afraid. He's telling us we don't have to be afraid. Sometimes that's tough, but fear operates by being used by you. That's how it works. If you're going to give it life, it's going to operate. It's going to grow. Faith operates by being used by you. If you want faith to operate in your life, you're going to have to give it life and let it grow. And if we don't deal with fear, sometimes they turn into phobias. What about Bob? Baby steps. Maybe I'm just saying there's things in life that's there's all kind of, and they create new things. Don't you love the ads on TV? Take this and they throw up some drug to help you do this. And then some guy talks 17,000 million miles an hour. may cause death. If you order within the next 10 minutes, we'll help kill you. I mean, I, I don't know why that. But anyway, there's all those phobias. Forrest Gump says this life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I would say this, life is like a jar of jalapenos. What you eat today will burn your butt tomorrow. (laughs) 
You're going to have to be a little more cautious. <laughs> Some of you, are, I've lost you already. Turn to your neighbor and give him a high five. I'm going to give you four steps. Now, these are just four. It's not going to take us long to beating fear. I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I want to leave here stronger. I want to leave here knowing, you know what? Life has got some good stuff left for me. I want to leave here knowing there is a light here. I don't have to keep going on and on and just kind of woe is me. But God's got a purpose. And fear is not in your purpose. Here's our first thought. Do it afraid. When I was a kid, we'd say this. Ready or not, here I come. Sometimes life is just going to come at you and it's going to scare you. And it's going to make you feel like I'm kind of afraid. Some things in life you're going to have to do afraid. What's that mean? That means you're going to have to admit you're afraid. It's okay to admit you're afraid. It just depends on who you admit it to. Think about that. Who you admit it to. I don't want to stop doing what God wants me to do, but I want to say, God, you know what? I'm not real comfortable with this. This is kind of scaring me. This is ground I haven't done before. But can I tell you this morning, God's much bigger than anything you face in the valley. Any fear that's out there, God is huge. So what are you giving your voice to? What are you giving your life to? Are you going to speak to the fear? Are you going to speak to the faith? What are your fears? What's holding you back from living life the way you want to live it. Well, that you've dreamed about. Or sometimes we just think, well, that's good enough for bread or it's good enough for the. But it's not me. I'm just not. It's always been this way. It doesn't have to always stay that way. It changes with you. I'm going to say that one more time. It changes with you. If you don't like where you're going, you got to change the direction. What are you afraid of? What's keeping you? What's holding you back? Sometimes it's just about church because. Life gets like that. Everybody re- relates. Well, it's church and you got to do this and you got to do that. Can I just say, if we understand church, people are church. The church is actually people. When you ask God to come into your heart and Jesus does that, then your body houses church. You are God's people. This is a building and we're having church. We're all meeting together in an assembly to have church. But it's really not about religion. It's about a relationship. I get to come to church. I don't have to come to church. You guys are here. Some of you, I have to go. I think most of you came because you want to come. That's awesome. But when you can admit to God, God, I'm not real comfortable with this. You know, some of you, I'm sure, go to another church and, and, I, and you're here for the dedication. And I totally respect that. Totally honor. Your pastor, I'm sure, is amazing. And your church, I know, is amazing. There's so many amazing churches here in town. And, and you might be coming in here going, this is a little different. I'm, you know, ours, our church is a little different than that. It's okay. It's okay. We're, we're, we're just trying to express our gratitude and our love for God. But there's a freedom when you can admit to God you're afraid. You know why? Because think of who you're admitting it to. God, I need help with this. This scares me, God. So when we admit we're afraid to God, we're not calling our fears in. We're specifically saying, here's what's bothering me. Here's what's making me uncomfortable. Here's what's scaring me. God, I need you to take care of this. 
you know, when David, before he fought Goliath, I mean, think about the lion and the bear, the story, you know how it goes. I killed the lion, I killed the bear before he fought Goliath. He pinpointed, he saw what the lion was doing to the sheep or the bear, so he had to go after that thing. That's what I'm asking you to do. Pinpoint that thing and go after it. Brett, I'm scared. It's all right. But if you're admitting to God, God's like, he's bigger than that thing. So we're not calling those things to us. We're getting rid of them, but we're calling them out to say, there's a new sheriff in town. Our second thought this morning is find a word and use it. Find a word and use it. Revelation twelve eleven says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They're talking about overcoming the enemy, the devil, by the blood of the lamb. That's simply a covenant term, meaning you've asked Jesus into your heart. So if you've done that, you got that covered. And the word of their testimony. Then they're getting the word from the Bible to fight that thing. Turn to your neighbor and say that thing. So, so if you're afraid of, maybe, you know, I'm depressed all the time. Maybe that's what you're fighting. I would find words that talk about joy. And that's what I'd fight depression with. I'd fight it with the word, with joy. And I begin to declare that word and begin to say it out loud. So find a word and use it. Sometimes that's hard because we're not used to doing that. Now, that doesn't mean we live in this, in this, in this age of media crazy. Maddie and I were in a grocery store one time, and this guy was, he was talking to himself. Now, you know, and he was looking at cans of vegetables and stuff, and he was, I don't know, I don't, I don't see any of that. I, I don't know, and Maddie's elbowing me like, Dad. And, you know, I'm thinking first, okay, let's just kind of go down the one side of the aisle here because I'm not, you know. And he's just, man, he's going on and on and on. Then he turned around, and I saw he had something in his ear. I said, oh, Maddie, he's got a Bluetooth. She's probably like, I didn't see him smile. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, you, you got this wireless device, and now, you, you know, people are talking. You, you, they don't have anything. They're not holding anything. It's right there. And she goes, oh. So, you know, and then she goes, yeah, 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 yeah. So we went out. We were on a, a date. So we went to, she wanted to go to McDonald's. And so we went to McDonald's, and there was a guy sitting at a table, and he was just going on and on. And he was, I don't know what he was saying. She goes, Dad, look, there's another guy with one of those Bluetooth. I said, honey, he don't have no Bluetooth this year. <laughs> Let's move tables. No. <laughs> we live in a society that just has all this media stuff. And, you know, and, it's, and so sometimes we're not really comfortable. You know, because you got computers. And if you don't understand computers, computers can take you maybe where you don't want to go. Freaky. You know, you may go. Yeah, so you got you to know. And sometimes you, you just like, I don't know. I turn, how many guys are like me that they're just not real tech savvy when it comes to that stuff? And you might even have a smartphone, but you don't use it for much. Okay, four of us. Great. <laughs> Procrastinators unite tomorrow. <laughs> All right. But anyway, this is what we're used to. We're used to things that are safe. My, you know, your parents always told you, call us when you get there. Make sure that, hey, they never said stuff like, take chances, be risky, do some dangerous stuff, only look one way when you cross the road. Your parents don't do that. They're always saying, be careful, be safe. You call me when you get there, here's your curfew. Make sure you check in, let me know you're okay. Because we like that, because that, that brings peace. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can have your kid check in, that's all good. But sometimes we don't like risks. And with faith, 
there's risks because you can't see it. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when we're talking about God's stuff, we're talking about stuff we can't really see yet. We just have to believe it. So God is saying, trust me, tells Peter, come out on the, come on. You know, I wonder if Peter ever thought Jesus was going to say, hey, Pete, don't come out on the water. Stay there because I'm Jesus. But Jesus said we can do everything he could do and even greater things. And Peter is bold enough. But I wonder if in his mind he thought, because he said, if that's you, tell me to come. You ever say something that you, once it's out, you're like, oh. And Jesus said, well, come on. I'm telling you, now you got to do something you haven't done. And that's the problem with where we're at. A lot of us, we want something, but we're not willing to do anything to change what we're doing. If you don't do something different, you'll have what you've always had. If you want something else, you're going to have to change what you're doing now. You know, Kim and I, there's times that we were just like, oh, we want to do this. And, and we're like, Lord, we want to do this. You know, and the Lord spoke to us real clear and said, you're not even saving a dollar. And what do you say to that? I know. So then we started saving and God started doing things. If you want something different, you're going to have to do something different to get that result. And it's going to cause you to have to take some risks in the line of faith. You see, because you can't physically see it yet. Faith, again, is something that you're believing you see already, but nobody else has seen it. Other people call that nuts. But you just have to know when to say and what to talk and how to say. You know, you're not nuts. You're just speaking the language of God, so to speak. Thank goodness Peter got out of the boat. But think about where he was walking. He was walking to Jesus. When you're going to take risks in faith and not fear, you're going to start walking towards Jesus. If you do something risky just to be risky, you know what that's called? Stupid. That's what that's called. You ever been? I mean, I grew up with guys. I think, yeah, we can take that bike. And I think we could, yeah, that's only about six feet jump. We do that. Yeah, uh-huh. No, and I'll be like, you go ahead and do that first. If you make it, I'll do that. Usually, that always they never make it. So you're thinking, sweet, I don't got to make that jump. But there was one time on a skateboard that we were going down this hill and somebody said, hey, I'll do that. I'm thinking, you will never make that. There's nothing but gravel there. And if you know anything about skateboards, you get gravel under that. Some of that stuff is not good. He made it. I did not. That's not good. And the nurse in the emergency room says, how did this happen? I'm like, you don't even want to know. So sometimes just doing something risky just to prove something is not really smart. But when we do something risky that we feel God is telling us to do, I feel that, God, you want me to, to help this person. I, you want me to give this to them, or you want me to give this amount of money, or you want me to just give my time over here, or you want me to pray. You want me to get up in the middle of the night and pray for these people? Okay, I'll do that. Whatever, and sometimes it doesn't make sense. But you know God's in it. He's stretching you. It's going to help your faith. Success, so many times, is learning from failures. Thomas Edison found out 2,000 ways how a light bulb doesn't work before he found out how it did. I can probably say this assuredly that a lot of us in here, if we think, you know, our faith walk, if you've been saved for a while, has it always been the steady? Yep. Oop. Life isn't like that. There's times that we've, we've fallen or we've been weak or our mindset was bad or we entertain things we shouldn't. And we all know that. 
But we gotta, we got to say, all right, God. That's why we need something bigger than us with grace and mercy that helps. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is doing the right thing even when you're afraid. John Wayne was quoted saying this, Courage is being afraid and saddling up anyway. That's the best I could do with that. So it's rejecting comfort sometimes and doing sometimes the very thing that you're uncomfortable to do. It may be talking to that person that hasn't treated you so well. I don't know what that is, but let God work with that. Lack of action isn't helping. It feeds fear. If you're supposed to do something and you don't, it feeds fear and makes it bigger. Action feeds faith. If you're supposed to do something and you do, it grows. How many know, let me, let me say this, you're in training. You guys are all hearing the sound of my voice. How many have ever done jobs that you didn't like? Worked at places you didn't care for. But while you were there, you picked up some things along the way. You learned some things. You learned how to work with people. Maybe you got a good work ethic. Maybe there's some other things that you learned. I'm telling you this morning in the sound of my voice, there's people you don't even realize. You may not like where you are, but you're in training. God is training you for something bigger than where you're at right now. You think you're doing one thing, but really you're training for something else. I want you to check out this video. Well, Kung Fu doesn't live in everything we do. But this principle I wanted you to see. Sometimes you just think, I'm only doing this, but I'm telling you, there's a bigger picture than what you see. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. I'm going to read it uh, from New Living Translation. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. You see, he's talking about thoughts. The battle that we have is up in here. Some of you don't think you're much. Jack it on. Some of you think, well, I've, I've never been told. I've always, my dad was in my mind, you know, whatever your history, jack it on. It changes with you. You can change with you making the decision. Fear stops today. Our next thought is keep your guard up. Someone's at the door. I'd like to leave this point out. I'd love to tell you this, but you know, you can, I, you need to stand up, but fear is going to try to come back. Jacket on. Fear is going to try to come back. You're going to need to keep your, your guard up. You're going to need to say, you know, because the enemy is not just going to lay down. Dads, listen to me. These children, keep your guard up. I know you're human, but to the best of your ability, jacket on. Jacket on. Well, Brett, you need to be more positive. You need to be more positive about this fear thing. I'm positive fear will come back. You're going to have to keep your guard up. Because the enemy will never just lay down. He's going to try to fight you. And he's going to come after the headship of the home. That's what he does. He's a slime ball. When it's, you know, I, for years, we've always done this where Wherever my wife would sleep, I would sleep closest to the door. So that if, heaven forbid, anybody would ever come in the house, they have to come through me 
to get to her. And so one night we were in, you know, and guys, you know, women have like supersonic hearing. Do they not? It's like, I don't know if there's some little angel that comes there and goes, Bing! you can be out like a light and she could, I mean, she won't answer anything. But if I say like, um, certain things I'm leaving, I got to go or it's time for me to go to work or whatever. She'll, what? She'll wake up. Well, then she goes, honey, I heard something. And so, you know, this is what we do. Guys, this is what, you know, we, we lay there. Okay, all right. Let me, I don't hear nothing. I heard something. Someone's in the house. So you know we have to get up. Because, you know, I had a friend that he said, you're bigger than me, you go check. That's what he told his wife. They're still married, I think. But, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I got I to gotta go check. This is what happens next. And this is pretty much verbatim. She grabs my arm and says, oh, he's in the room. Now, at the foot of our bed, I see the silhouette of a figure. And she said, she has, Bruce Lee could not have done this better. She said, I was up out of that bed like that. I mean, and guys, I mean, I'm like, jack it on. I see this thing and she goes, oh my gosh, she's in here. I was out of the bed and this is my next thing. Because I'm on the second floor and I got a window here and I got a window here. And this is what's going through my mind. You and I are going out the window. Hopefully just you. But you are not coming towards her or the kids in the other way of the house. And she's like, and so then I'm like, you know, so I'm ready. And I start heading towards this figure. And this is what I hear from her. Brad, don't, it's Zach. It was my son. I'm like, oh. And then this, Zach had this knack. You could be laying in bed and this is what you'd get. He'd just come over to you and just. And so you could be in a, in a, in a sound asleep stupor. But then there's some Snoopy dog going. And you wake up and his face is right here. You're like, oh. And this is what he says. I can't sleep. <laughs> Jacket on. I'm trying to tell you, we've got to keep our guard up, though. We've got to do it in such a way that we are ready. That at, the, at, the, at any time, God, will do whatever you, you call us to do. You can tell fear where to go. And here's our last thought. Stand on what God said. That word that we talked about in the beginning, that's what you got to use. I got to stand on that. If God said it, that settles it. My kids, we, we would want to do something and they would always ask me, Daddy, do you promise? And I'd say, yes. If I promised, to them it was good as gold. We're gone. No matter. Dad said he promised. Because Daddy always keeps his promises. Folks, Daddy always keeps his promises. You get that word and you say that word. You find the one that works. What are you fighting? What is the thing that you're fighting? Get the word. Say that and believe what that says. Because daddy always keeps his promises. Say this with me. When I fail, God doesn't. When I fail, God doesn't. He is on the job 24-7. See, the problem with the church is we've had a lot of Christians that just have part-time roles. We only want to be a Christian this time and only this time. When it looks good or when others are watching, you know, okay, we'll be a Christian. 
And that's what gives us like this religion thing voice. But if you really love God, it doesn't mean you're free of mistakes. It doesn't mean you'll never make one. It means you're humble enough to say, I did that wrong. Would you please forgive me? You see, we've, we've taken this God thing and we've tried to live a part-time life. And part-time Christians don't really get full-time benefits. So we have to start saying, God, help me to be genuine. I don't have to be perfect because I'm not. But help me to be somebody that's passionately going after you. Not crazy to the point where nobody can follow you or nobody wants to even talk to you. How are you? And all you want to say is something so spiritual that everybody's like, what? I mean, I'm okay with saying some things and, you know, I get it. We say things, we've got to watch what we say, so it's okay. You know, we can say some things like that. But I mean, to the point where you can't carry on a conversation because everything is turned around. You all know what I'm talking about. So just say, God, help me to be genuine. And I'm not going to fight this fear the way I fought before because there's a new sheriff in town. Listen to me, and I'm almost finished here. What you starve dies. What you feed grows. What you speak to, what you give life, that's what grows. God's promise is this, I'll never leave you. There's nothing that he and you can't do together. Nothing. But this has been in my family for generations. Stops today. My, this sickness has been, or this disease has been, we've seen this passed down. Stops today. I've been afraid that when I'm this age, this is what happened, or this will happen, or such and such. Stops today. I'm not going to live my life in fear. So how do we do it? We use these four steps. We use these four thoughts. And God, then we can start loving our life. Isn't it great just to have fun and laugh? Today, when you're sitting with your family and these beautiful kids, these kids that were dedicated to the Lord and the parents, look at each other. Maybe get another squeeze of a hand in there or, or a hug and say, man, I'm believing. This is awesome. Thanks for being in my life. It's important. I want to say this scripture as I close. You see, when people get their mind and their actions around truth, their lives get radically changed. I heard a guy say this. Well, I read this story, so I didn't hear him say this. So this is a story I read. God, so far today, I've not cussed. I've not been angry, gave mean looks, haven't stolen anything, haven't thought of any bad thoughts, not had road rage, haven't gambled. But God, I'm about to get out of bed. You got a lot to live for, my friends. You got a lot of good that's still left in this world. Sometimes you're going to wake up and face things that maybe aren't so comfortable. Things that will make you seem afraid. But you don't have to be afraid. With God with you, be strong. Be of good courage. He commands us to do that. As long as you're breathing. If you were watching the original Karate Kid, Miyagi would say, wax on, wax off. Mr. Han, jack it on. We're going to take things, God, as you do. I'm going to do what you want me to do. If it's time, jacket on. Hang up the jacket. Whatever you're calling me to do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time. It's time for you to change. It's time for you to quit being afraid. I'm going to say this scripture. I ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes. Psalm 27.1 says, and I want you just to listen to these words as I read them. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? 
The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Father, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's somebody this morning that says, Pastor Brett, I, I've lived a lot of my life afraid. I just need God. I need God to help me take this fear and get rid of it.